Hi there, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about fraud and defense, the evolution of both. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Sadamani Modak, the Director of Market Strategy, Fraud and Identity at LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Sadamani, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me. So from your unique perspective, what would you say are some of the specific consumer and fraud trends that you're seeing right now after a year in which we've seen an exponential spike in fraud attacks? Thanks for the question, Tom. So um, I'll start with the consumer trends, I guess. So from a consumer trends perspective, if we think about the last year, we as a company definitely saw a surge in the digital transactions. Just to give you an idea of the scale here, if we compared 2019 transactions from all of our customers with 2020 transactions, we saw an increase of about 57%, which is huge. There were many users seen adopting the digital channel for the first time during the last year. And we particularly saw a lot of growth in the new online banking customers across both web and mobile channels. Existing digital consumers in general also preferred the digital channel the most for everything from banking to shopping to even gaming. The other trend we saw was around mobile devices. <clears throat> so mobile transactions were pretty dominant. About a 67% of our total transactions came in from just the mobile devices globally, as more and more consumers just preferred the ease of use that comes with mobile devices. We also did an interesting um, analysis around login transactions particularly, and we saw a shift in login transactions from more metropolitan areas to more suburban areas, kind of indicating people logging in more from home with the whole work from home situation last year for, for the most of us. And then if we look at the other side, if we look at the fraud trends, um, identity spoofing was seen as the most prevalent attack vector based on um, the 2020 transactions with fraudsters trying to mass test identity credentials across different industries. Media, particularly, uh, we saw that as an industry that was being attacked the most, mostly because it offers low barrier to entry and fraudsters often end up using it as a test bed to test out credentials, create new accounts and try logging in. We also saw some amount of fraud against the government stimulus packages. Um, that was very specific to last year, where fraudsters applied for multiple lines of credits across different banks against similar schemes. Um, last year, uh, I'm sure it was definitely a different year um, for everyone. And um, as a result of the pandemic, more new to digital consumers came online. We saw new devices, new digital identities, so we did an age-based analysis for our cybercrime report, uh, which is something we publish um, twice a year. And what we found in this analysis was the youngest group of consumers, that is age of 25 and younger, 
were the most vulnerable to fraud attacks. And the oldest group, that is um, 75 and above, were the next most vulnerable. So this analysis really emphasized the need to protect, educate, and inform the new to digital and vulnerable consumers about the modus operandi of the fraud attacks because being digitally savvy is not enough. You have to be digitally secure as well. So that's kind of the summary of the trends we've been seeing. Well, Sodomity, amidst all of this, it's not unnoticed that LexisNexis Risk Solutions has made several significant acquisitions. What new offerings does this bring to the marketplace and how are you now helping customers respond to exactly some of those trends that you just detailed? Yeah, um, so we, we acquired threat metrics, ID analytics, and email age in the span of two to three years. In the digital space particularly, I'm really excited about our offering of the combination of LexisNexis threat metrics and LexisNexis email age solutions and how it's helping our customers. The data from both these solutions provide a vast context when we are assessing risk of the transaction. So to give you a better idea of how this is helping our customers, I'll share some scenarios and talk about the specific data signals we analyze. So let's consider a new account application on a banking website. In context of this transaction, we consider multiple parameters associated with it, like the device, location, network data. For example, we look at whether we've seen the transacting device before. What location is it coming from? Have we seen this device in combination with other parameters like email, phone, name that's being provided in the transaction? And then uh, we also analyze the associations. We look at the frequencies and velocities associated with these parameters to analyze risk. We look at the email address validated, see if there are any variations of this um, transacting email address we've seen before. Look at the domain of the email, age of the domain, see if there are any, any fraud associated with this domain in the past. The other important aspect we look at is behavioral biometric signals. We released this capability last year and with this, we look at the ways how users interact with their devices. And this is, this is a very interesting and a crucial aspect to analyze. Gathering device interaction across multiple touch points in the online journey really helps us build richer digital profiles. And in this process, we don't collect any passwords or any PII for that matter. We just look at the interactions with the device that users doing. We look at the keyboard and mouse signals, for example. So aspects like time spent on the application page by the user, speed of typing, mouse off page activities, mouse clicks, and so on. And um, in case of mobile devices, we look at the touch screen and sensor signals as well. So this behavioral biometrics data really helps us build better profile, uh, helps us profile high-risk behavior associated with fraudsters, automated bots, social engineering attempts, or remote access attacks. 
And then finally, we analyze all of these signals together and evaluate how has this transacting user behaved in the past across all of our customers, across different industries, use cases on the global network level. Has their behavior changed? Is there a need to review this transaction or does this look like a good persona based on the intelligence from our LexisNexis digital identity network? And if we think about the results or benefits to our customers, we looked at a few different use cases like new account openings, card not present transactions across different industries, including financial services, e-commerce and retail. And we noticed an average of 31% lift in the fraud capture as compared to the existing implementations for customers if the combination of LexisNexis threat metrics and LexisNexis email age was deployed. So we're really seeing some exciting results with our customers. So Dominic, you mentioned the LexisNexis network. Tell me a little bit more about that, please. Sure. Um, so our digital identity network collects and processes global shared intelligence from billions of consumer transactions from all of our customers globally. Now, using this information, we create a unique digital identity for each transacting user by analyzing connections between devices they use, locations, emails, anonymized personal information, and their overall behavior. Behavior that deviates from this trusted digital identity can be reliably identified in near real time, alerting our customers of the potential risk. And just to give you an idea of the scale of our network, we processed over 57 billion transactions, uh, digital transactions in 2020. We have about 5 billion devices in our network, about 2 billion digital identities, over 2 billion email addresses, phones and IP addresses. And this data and the network is just gonna get bigger and richer as more and more consumers are adopting the digital channel. So Dominic, we started this conversation talking about the fraud trends you've observed. Add that to the changing face of cybercrime. How would you say the LexisNexis risk solution ensures the best experience for customers and ultimately for the consumers as well. Yeah, as you rightly said, Tom, cybercrime is constantly evolving. And on the other hand, consumers, regardless of the channel they choose to connect with any business, they want an efficient, secure, and effortless interaction every time. So to meet these needs, I think no point solution is enough. Businesses need an effective fraud defense approach to detect and block the full spectrum of fraud attacks, and at the same time, ensure great experience for their genuine consumers. So at LexisNexis Risk Solutions, we take a multi-layered approach, and that has been really helping our customers. I would like to elaborate a bit um, on our approach here. So let's consider a payment transaction. Now, in context of this transaction, we look at all the parameters associated with it. Some of them I mentioned earlier, like um, the device, location, network, behavioral biometrics patterns, um, and other information associated to that transaction, like the name, address, email, and so on. 
The next step or the next layer for us is where we take this data associated to this transaction and analyze the risk based on the rules and policies configured that then leverage intelligence from the digital identity network. Um, based on the need and the risk, we can learn other solutions as well for physical identity verification, for example, or we can also call out to third-party services if customers need it for the overall decisioning. Once we evaluate the risk of the transaction, if it's not a risky transaction, we work with our customers to design the workflows in such a way that the genuine consumers receive a great experience and our solutions follow a clear box approach, meaning we just don't share the risk scores with our customers, but we also share details as to why a specific decision was taken by the policy or the model that is configured. And then if you think about the other case, that is, if it's a high risk transaction, it can be flagged off for review in the case management, which is built in in our platform, or we can further um, authenticate the user. So based on the risk of transaction, we can layer in multiple authentication techniques. It could be passive authentication, push notification, knowledge-based authentication, or even one-time password. And then finally, our customers are also able to investigate and review through the portal. This is where they can look back, review the transactions, the score, and our evaluation through the portal. They can look at the reports, analyze the trends, learn, and complete the feedback loop. So our goal ultimately is always to help our customers navigate the ever-changing fraud landscape, provide the market-leading solution, but I think most importantly, work with them as their partners so that they can ensure best experience for their customers, the consumers. Very well said. So, Dominic, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Again, we've just been talking about fraud and defense, the evolution of both. You just heard from Sadamani Modak. She is Director, Market Strategy, Fraud and Identity at Lexus Nexus Risk Solutions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you so much for listening tonight.